At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. All right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Well, today, I I figure the way the world's going, we have a choice. We can either burn the fucker down or maybe just go camping. I'm thinking camping might not be a bad idea. Um, We do record this uh, podcast like a week in advance. So, you know, who knows what the world's delivering to you this morning. But as of right now, rioting, looting, all kinds of craziness uh, going on out there. You know, people, I guess the... uh, the powers that be decided that they weren't getting enough control off the uh, COVID-19 and not getting enough traction at controlling the masses. It's like we were going back to normal and they panicked. So they figured, hey, let's uh, ship in some rioters and burn the fucker down. So me and Kevin decided we didn't want to really be part of the problem. Um, you know, it seems like media just keeps pushing and, and trying to instigate things and, and turn, turn us against each other and spread hate and just, you know, build all the tensions. And like I said, you know, I don't know what the world's going to be when you wake up this morning. But what I can tell you is, you know, there are nice things out there. You know, you could just say fuck it and go camping. Have some uh, Black Rifle coffee. And uh, sit and enjoy the trees and nature and and see how that goes. So, uh, Kevin, tell us, should we go camping? 
Yeah. Yeah, well, watching the news today, I'm glad I live out in the middle of nowhere to begin with. Um, yeah. There's nobody on my street, but uh, the neighbor's walking their dog, and that's about it. So, yeah. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, I think this is, if you do live in the city, this is probably a good time. Good time to get away from everybody. Get out into the woods and uh, and enjoy your uh, enjoy your weekends. The sun's out. Summer's here. You know, you don't have to uh, you don't have to uh, set up your tent right next to somebody else that's coughing at you or nothing like that. And just uh, get away from everybody. Um, now, depending on where you live, yeah, um, there's still I think there's still some restrictions. Yes. I'm in New York where everything's restricted, but even even most of the campsites and uh, hiking trails are are available to use. Okay. Um, I did look here and it turns out there are state campgrounds within an hour of me. I can have a reservation for all of next week. It's 19 bucks a night for a lakefront campsite. I don't know Ooh. what else I'd want, right? I think I got to come down and go camping with you. Sounds like, like you got a better hour, spot than I do. Drive. All right. Yeah. All right. It's about a 12 hour drive for me, but well, sure. But <laughs> I'll be down there tomorrow. Yeah, whatever. All right. We'll hit mm-hmm. it. Now, all right. So, so yeah, go ahead. Tell us how do we plan out our camping trip? What, yeah, what do now, we do? Now, I like to, when I go camping, I try not to do like those quick overnight camp trips just because it's more aggravation than relaxation when you do that. Try and kind of do a, you know, at least three days when I go out, but a week is, is always better. Takes about three days to wind down for me and yeah. start enjoying my life again. Probably takes me but, about um, four, but we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before you go camping, obviously you want to go through all your gear. Um, some of you guys are going camping and you buy new gear every time. I appreciate that sort of shit. You know, stack it up, get as much stuff as you as you can for the, those sorts of things. Um, but I try and save a little bit of money. Camping is one of those activities that you can do for for almost for free. You know. Yeah. If you have the gear with you already. Um, so I go through everything, check my flashlights, check my batteries. You don't want to be out there on day three and, and all your flashlights are dead. Um, set up your, your tent before you go, set it up in your backyard, make sure it's not all mildewy and gross and ripped up. And, you know, sometimes at the end of the campsite, you don't think much about it and you pack it up and everything's still wet. And then you unpack it and it's a disaster. Oh, yeah. No, so I like to set good. it up first in the backyard before I go camping and then pack it up. And, and yeah, bring I always it feel like as I, I don't know, maybe other families aren't set up like this, but somehow in my mind as like the man of the family, it's always my fault when it all goes wrong. You know, maybe it's because I'm the prepper and the outdoor guy or whatever. Right. But if you go camping and you open it up, it's like, what did you do? Bring us out here with that moldy tent and that whatever. Right. So it's kind of on you to set it up. And even if you're, you know, the wife or whatever, and you spearhead these kind of trips, then, you know, whoever comes up with the plan, it kind of falls back on you if things don't go right. So setting it up is, is right. always a good idea. Right. And honestly, this might be a little sexist, but it is the man's responsibility. When you're going camping, the man should the man should be the one that's uh making sure everything's set to go. Yeah. Um yeah, no, you're sex. I, like. I was just saying, yeah, that you're sexist, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, the other things you want to do is is clean out your cooler. You okay. know, that gets mildewy. And I know I've got all my cleaner, my coolers cleaned out right now. But, um, you know, just put a little bleach in there. Fill it up with some water and let it sit for a little while. And then, you know, drain it out. Wipe it all down with a, with a you know, washcloth or a rag. And then, then start filling it with ice and all your goodies. Um, check your sleeping bags, too. Because sometimes they can get a little musty and mildewy you don't want to get out there and unpack it and find you know you got to smell that every you know all night when when you're out there i thought that's just what camping smelled like (laughs) (laughs) yeah now when you get out there i like to usually inspect my site not just my site but you know everything around it you know uh um you don't want to wake up in the middle of the night with it raining outside and you're laying in three inches of water. So you kind of want to just kind of look around and see how the water is going to flow. You don't want to set your tent up in a, you know, in a low spot. And, uh, I've, I've had that happen before where you just get swamped out and there's nothing you can do about it. Right. Well, my experience down here in the Southland, if you set up your tent on a fire ant hill, that also not good, not a good, good way to go. doesn't start out the uh, weekend. Right. You know, so now different things. Think about what, what the problems are. Also, like, you know, they say widow makers with the trees. Yeah, yep, look around. Yep. You don't want to be under the giant dead branches and then the wind picks up or something. And then, uh, you know, right. even if it doesn't kill you, you don't need a bunch of branches tearing up your tent and falling in and waking you up or crashing your tent over. None of that's a nice way to wake up in the morning or in the middle no, of the night no. for that matter. Yeah. No. Now, and uh, to go back to what you were saying with the insects, yeah, I know a lot of the uh, the hippies that listen to this podcast will be shouting at me, but I usually get uh, a can of that yard fogger okay. that is for spraying on your lawn. You know, you get that and spray your campsite down. I usually do that before I even set anything up. Just get it, get rid of all the ticks and mosquitoes and all the nasty shit that's living right in your campsite. And I know what you're saying. The honeybees are dying because of me. It's you. And yeah, I get it. It's my fault. Or but I'm, nothing, I'm still going to do that. Okay. Well, nothing like going out to nature and enjoying the fresh air or the chemicals that you spray all yeah. over, you know, whatever. And enjoying the fresh air and killing, killing everything that you come across. That's the way to do it. Man's in the forest. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Man's in the forest. Yeah. It's not the now, smoke from the campfire because we probably can't get a campfire going the modern day. <laughs> that's right. And now you bring that up. The other thing I like to inspect when I get to the campsite is the fire pit. Okay. Now, a lot of them are different sizes. Some of the places you go will just have a metal fire ring. Some of them will just, uh, you know, be a pile of rocks. Maybe you're you're making your own campsite oh. and you got to you got to make your own fire pit. But either way, you want to make sure that it's in a safe area. You don't want to start a goddamn forest fire because you're, you know, you don't know what you're doing. It's embarrassing. Now, it's embarrassing. Right. That being said, um, an old Native American taught me a, a secret for um, for starting in your campfire. And uh, now I know a lot of you guys like to use the ferro rods and things like that. But his advice to me was bring a big bottle of lighter fluid and just hose down everything and light it up. 
because once that fire, once that lighter fluid burns down, most yeah. of the small kindling you have piled in there will already already have catch caught, and you can now, start. What's embarrassing to me though is when I use the half a bottle of lighter fluid, and I throw in the match or, or light it with the lighter, it's like a roaring inferno for about five seconds. And then there's uh, nothing and it goes out. And then it burns and then out. And the wife's like, oh, what, what did you do? Did you use the like, whole can of lighter fluid up already? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what, what my point on that one is, you actually have to build somewhat of a decent fire with small to medium to big right. to huge, exactly. you know, that kind of thing. You can't. A hundred percent count on the lighter fluid, or you might want to bring at least two things of lighter fluid <laughs> if that's your plan. Yeah. Now let's talk realistically about starting a campfire, though, because uh, I think most of the guys listening to this ha know exactly how to start a campfire, but some of you don't. Okay. So you're gonna start with uh, you know, the the tinder, which is basically like a, you know, dried grass, things like that. And then go to kindling, which is sticks that are smaller than a number two pencil. Okay. Um, everybody knows that size. You're going to go, you know, width-wise, I mean, smaller than a number two pencil. You want just small twigs, dried out stuff, not stuff that's laying in the mud. And then things a little bit, you know, move up a little bit bigger and have some extra kindling and tinder not in the fire pit that's dry setting, sitting to the side that you can, you know, add to it to keep it going. And then you move on to the bigger logs and things like that. Yeah. At and least make sure your fire pit closed in. You know, don't yeah. don't set your fire pit up in dry grass because you know you're gonna end up and, having problems. And just keep in mind, like you should have at least four different sizes of wood, you know, progressing up. It, you know, that's kind of the minimum. It should probably be closer to five. But you're going to need some kind of progression time to, you know, for mm -hmm. each size wood to catch. So just keep right. that in mind. And if wood is hard to, you know, keep dry or find dry where you are, make sure, one, you're going to have a lot of extra smaller stuff if the wood is a little damp. And two, that you have the bigger stuff kind of drying out on the sides as you're uh, starting to burn things and get it going. Right, right. Now... I like to do most of my cooking when I'm camping on the fire. Um, you know, you can you can pile up rocks in the middle of the coals and just put your pan right on those rocks. Uh, make sure there's some hot coals in there, though. Otherwise, you're going to be cooking for a long time. But I also like to bring one of those Coleman stoves uh, with little propane. You set it up. It, you don't have to get the fire roaring to get your morning coffee first thing. You know, you can just... Put that little flame on, put the pot on the on the Coleman stove, and then you can get ready to go. You know, I I like to start my, my camping breakfast with just coffee and skip the eggs and bacon and all that stuff until later in the day. I know if you got kitties, though, with you, they're going to want, you know, they're going to want something to eat right in the morning. You know, they don't have that that kind of uh, uh, that kind of body fat that all of us all of us are carrying around our midsection you know yeah we're always, so they, uh, I'm always ready yeah so i you know when i'm bringing the kids with me i like to have some snacks some granola bars and things like that um but don't keep your food in your tent uh set your cooler up outside if the bears come along they 
they can eat all they want and they don't have to get through you to get to it. Right. Uh, <clears throat> now, another important thing that you got to have is, is beverages. Um, if you, if you're lucky enough to be camping by, uh, you know, someplace that has a spring. Perfect. Oh, oh, I thought you meant perfect. that the liquor store if you were camping next to the liquor store you don't have to worry but a spring that's the other way to go yeah now a spring you can drink the water right out of a spring you don't have to treat it you don't have to do anything to it you can just let it pour into a cup and drink drink right there you can fill up your your bottles or your bags whatever you got with you um it's important though to bring some water with you because you don't know what you're going to find uh, it's also important that if you're getting water from a stream or a lake, that you at least boil it. I know a lot of you guys love the filters. Uh, there's a lot of great filters out there that, you know, the different straws and the different things like that. And that's great too. You know, however you want to do it, but just be prepared that you're going to need something to drink and you have to have a way or a plan for it. You know, and even if you're going to someplace, you know, has a spring, a couple of liter bottles of, uh, of water is is a good thing to have in your bag yeah and you're out there to relax and have a good time you don't necessarily want to spend your time panicking or being dehydrated or worrying about where your water is going to come from so a little foresight it's not wrong no no and bringing up beverages beer is heavy is it liquor you can get you can get drunk on a pint of liquor. <laughs> a pint of beer ain't gonna do nothing. Yeah. All right. So just throw a bottle of rum in there, man. Bring some right. Kool-Aid mix packets, mix it in with uh with a little bit of your water, put a little rum in that shit, and you'll be you'll be good all weekend. All right. So go with Ozzy's, you know, liquors quicker. That's right, that's right. I thought that was uh Willy Wonka, but whatever. No, oh, okay. One of those, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. maybe it's slow when suicide. I, I don't know. I don't remember how it all goes. I just remember that it seemed right at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I try and do at least one long camping trip every summer. And, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes you got to camp in the woods right behind your house. And that's real easy. Sometimes you're out in the middle of nowhere and you can't even get back to your car without you know without a significant trek and uh you know that's nice too nobody's around you're out out there by yourself i know a lot of guys like to carry their fire firearms when they go camping uh, yes. personally i i don't i feel like it's more of a man versus nature thing and uh you know i i feel that me personally i'd rather just have a you know a knife and and stay to myself and and keep it happy keep it low-key for the kids don't get wound up when you're out there you shouldn't you know you shouldn't have to and uh you know it's really to me it's always been a real relaxing relaxing uh vacation for me when i go camping you know and it, and it gives you a great chance to try out all your different gear try out all your different stuff um you know, I usually bring my bug out bag as my camping bag. And that means I have to take a couple of things out and put a couple of things in, rearrange it a little bit, 
But honestly, your bug out bag should be something that's continually being used. You know what I mean? You should know right. what's in there and you should, you know, have everything that's in there have a purpose. So when if you have to keep Go yeah. ahead. I was going to say, when you say continually being used, that doesn't mean you don't keep it stocked. Um, right. Make sure that, you know, you are replenishing as you use things out of there. But being mm-hmm. familiar and keeping things up to date and fresh in there is definitely a smart idea. Right. Right. Now, also when you're out, even if it's the dead of summer, great idea to bring an extra sweatshirt. Uh, bring extra socks, you know, for you and the kids and the wife, make sure everybody's got some warm clothes to put on, even if it's 80 degrees out, uh, you know, at nighttime, those things, those things can, uh, you know, you might end up using them and it's better to have them than to freeze your ass off or have to climb in your sleeping bag at six 30 because you're freezing. Yes. That, that definitely puts a damper on things, if you will. Also rain or something like that, or somebody falls in the water unexpectedly, things like that. People, right. uh, you know, the cold can, can mess with you. So. Mm-hmm. And especially like little, little guys that don't have the, the kind of body weight to, to keep themselves warm, you know? All right. Now you had something about food. Cause I know that's the most important part of camping for me. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the, uh, the idea of the camp food. Now I was telling you, I like to cook on the fire. Um, yeah. Last, uh, year before last year, I got a bunch of big steaks and I threw them in Ziploc bags with some, uh, some marinade. Okay. And the d- day before I went camping, I threw them in the freezer, got them nice and frozen and then put them in my backpack. And then, uh, by the time I got out there, they're all thought out that evening. Okay. And uh, I got a, I have a little tripod I bring with me that has a grill grate. And it's got a chain on the tripod. You can raise it or lower it. Oh, yep. I've seen them. Yep. So I throw those steaks right on there, man. And, you know, they take a little while to cook, but they've got a nice smoky flavor to them. Excellent stuff. Nice little marinade that's, that's thawing out and dripping into the fire. And, uh, you know, it's a great... You know, it's a great way to uh, eat out there, you know. Freeze yeah. up some meats, freeze up some uh, bacon, throw it in your pack. It'll stay nice and fresh and be thawed out by the time you're getting ready to use it. Some fresh eggs. You know, you can get those little plastic uh, cartons that you can put a half dozen eggs in or something. Yep. If you get fresh eggs at, right out of the chicken and chicken's ass, um, right out they'll of the last butt, the whole right time you're there. Oh. That's right. So um, some now one of the cool things that I actually like to do now I'm not as fancy as Kevin and well actually I'm too lazy to carry metal into the woods it's just too heavy you know once we get past the knife I'm uh, you know it's a uh, little beyond but well now I'm going to tell you about how I carry metal into the woods um, but what I do do is you can actually kind of plan out your meals where everything is wrapped in foil and you just throw the foil right into the fire and let it cook. And you can do that with your meat, your potatoes, you know, your mixed up vegetables. Everybody loves when like carrots and stuff are, you know, cooked in the, in the fire there, Mm -hmm. um, marinating stuff, but even like steaks and stuff, you can just throw them right in there or even just kind of open up foil and set it right in the fire and cook it that way and go pretty simple. Um, 
if you go online, there's a million different, you know, neat recipes. I'll try and put some up in the Facebook group this week, but of uh, foil cooking and neat ideas. There's a lot of great flavors that you can really enjoy. And it's maybe not something you want all the time, but it's something different. It makes it, you know, awesome and special, you know, right, and uh, right. you can really pull some great cooking out where it's very simple. Very little effort is expended. Ex- yeah, expended. And, uh, you know, you can just have a cooler and kind of keep it. And you'd probably be good for like your first three days of that cooler kind of hanging in there where you're throwing it in. Maybe that's a little mm-hmm. stretch, three days. I don't know. But uh, maybe if you buy the igloo, right? And uh, right. so, you know, keep that in mind that you can really make it as simple or as complicated as you want to. But also something about iron and grates and and cooking over a fire like that is pretty freaking awesome too so you know right maybe try both and uh you know try the different experiences and let your kids really enjoy nature and outside instead of taking them out looting you know i mean that could be the other way to go right or maybe you go looting hit the you know the camping section load up Mm -hmm. your stuff and then if you're gonna loot hard right right go to the right section you know, uh-huh. I keep seeing some of these pictures of like, you know, people with very specific items, like a lamp set, you know, a three lamps walking out of Target. Uh-huh. And they're like, yeah, they, they were high in that, you know. Or, I or did so, see a guy. Somebody had a couple I, Lego sets, you know. Oh, Legos. Yeah, I did see a guy wheeling wheeling out a grill. So maybe he was, you know, <laughs> yeah, maybe he was go. going camping. I don't know. I don't know what he was doing with it. <laughs> he was ahead of the curve, right? So. Uh-huh. He had the foresight before uh, we even put it out there. I mean, that's mm-hmm. all. I'm just obviously we're joking. We don't support the uh, the whole looting thing. But my point is, you know, plan. You know, you're a prepper. You gotta use your mind and uh, think outside the box sometimes. Yeah. Now I should talk real quick about about cooking on a fire for a few minutes. Chuck said, you know, you throw the stuff right in the fire, and it's really that easy. But uh, you do kind of need to. Obviously, you're not going to throw it right on top of a blazing uh, bonfire. You know, you want to spread it out, get some hot coals going, get some nice stuff. It, it's the hot, it's the coals that are going to cook it. Have and you used the charcoal grill? Yeah, exactly. Same principle. There you go. Same principle. Yep. Um, and and honestly, I do most of my like Chuck was saying. I do most of my meal prep at home in my kitchen. So yeah. that all we have to do when we're out there is, is cook. I'm not cutting up onions. I'm not chopping up, you know, you know, vegetables and things when I'm out there because it's just, you know, it's too dirty. You're not, you're not, you know, dirt in your food isn't going to kill you, but it's always a little bit better without dirt in your food. It's better without dirt, you know, the mm-hmm. parasites living in your belly later, you know, then you got to right. share the meal with them. It all comes at a cost, you know? Um, That's right. But how cool is it when you can throw an onion, some carrots, and some potatoes, maybe some mushrooms, I don't know, and throw it all in foil and just set it there and then throw your slab of meat. Hell, you can throw it on a rock in the freaking fire. Now, mm-hmm. you can do a little research on exploding rocks and creek rocks and, and pay attention and not, <laughs> not put yeah, that some is hand, something grenades, to keep in mind. hand grenades yeah, in the fire, you know. Don't dig um, your rocks out of the river to, to build your fire pit. Um, sure. You know, if, if there's a lot of moisture in a stone, they, they can crack in half and sometimes 
shoot apart like shrapnel if you've never been camping. Also, good advice, never put a soda can in a fire because it will shoot little pieces of metal that will stick in people's skin. And yeah, it'll end badly. I read a book one time. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so keep in mind on that. But basically, if nothing has moisture, you'll be okay. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And really, the battle of camping is keeping the moisture out of everything. And it's almost impossible to do. A good idea is to roll your sleeping bag up every morning when you're done with it. Because it just works like a sponge and just sucks moisture in there. You know, Maybe it keeps the snakes out. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, now I'd like to come back and no. Go ahead. Yep. Now, I like to do like a... uh, um, uh, dig a, a little bit of a trench sometimes, depending on how I'm how I'm going to redirect the water from around the tent and yeah. around the fire pit. Uh, it, if you can do it, if you're in a reasonable spot, you can do it. Sometimes you're in you know rocky areas and it's just not really feasible. But uh, you know you really want to be conscientious of keeping the moisture and the water out of your tent and out of your gear. Um, it's, also- it's much harder to do when you're out outdoors all t- all the time. Yeah, and look for the high ground kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking you have to be on a hill, whatever. You get you get a campsite, you have a small area of land to choose from if you're in like a state park or something. But just the same. Well, usually they've actually done the, the thinking for you and kind right. of have an area set up for you that's a good choice. But if mm-hmm. you're looking around and one spot is two inches higher ground than the rest, that's where you want to put the tent, not at the two inches lower than the rest. Just saying. Right. Think a little bit. Yeah. Now, another thing that uh, I I usually throw in with my camping gear is more than one uh, can of bug spray and more than one uh, thing of sunblock. Because it's real easy when you're outdoors all day. It's real easy to get sunburned. And uh, especially... especially uh, white folks and especially uh kids are are prone to that sort of stuff you know you get sunburn yeah. as a grown up you get sunburn and oh that sucks whatever and move on but you know kids kids get affected a lot more easily than uh than we do with that sort of stuff now i know a so. lot of you guys with uh bug spray people are worried about chemicals and putting bad stuff on you but if you're actually out in the hardcore woods and it's reasonably dense let me tell you about the miracle of Deep Woods Off. That yeah. shit is amazing and works. They they say that it's got some chemicals that are maybe a little bad for you for it to be your day-to-day bug spray. But I'm right. telling you, if you're in the thick of it for two days, you probably come through it okay. And you're going to appreciate not getting uh, destroyed by bugs. Yeah, it's better than West Nile virus, I'll tell you that. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Um, let's see here. I also also want to touch touch real quick on your activities when you're camping. Okay. Um, hiking, swimming, all that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, it's a great way to get get some exercise, get active, do some do some outdoor shit. Um, and it's uh it's also nice to do those sorts of things when you can actually drive to the hospital. Ooh. Um. It, in a situation later on where you're forced to be out in the woods camping you might not always have the option of of driving back to town and going to the hospital 
So do that shit now. Well, uh, well, everything's working fine. Uh, don't go to the hospital. Well, and, now and, that you say that, yeah, don't go to the. <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah. Um. Now that you say it, one of the things realizing that sometimes accidents and crap happens when you're playing with knives. It's better mm-hmm. to learn those experiences and just learn to be a little extra careful when the hospital's close by and, and you can, you know, go get those stitches you might need or at least go wash your hands properly. You know, things mm-hmm. like that. It's better to make those little knife mishaps when you can kind of deal with it as opposed to when the shit hits the fan. Cause I know we all like playing with knives and whatever. And I know that, you know, my wife's like, well, you know, you cut yourself with a knife like every other year at least. And I'm like, yeah, but think of how much I'm holding a knife compared to, you know, your <laughs> average person. And, right. You know, but the thing is you do kind of need to learn to respect it. And I guess it's fresh in my mind. You know, I was, hacking up something and cut my thumb open a couple weeks ago. And turns out I recovered a little bit, but uh, you know, these things happen and you're like, Oh crap, you know? And right. You know, just learn, but going camping and practicing these survival skills, that's the time to do it when you have resources available to go and deal with it. Now that said, some great ideas of things to do when you're out. I, I can't help but notice Kevin didn't mention fishing is mm-hmm. awesome. And Kevin's right. absolute favorite thing to do is going on nature hikes and exploring and, and going all around. And a lot of these, you know, parks and, and whatever state parks and federal parks and all that have great places to go hiking and exploring and a lot of great views to see. And you can really plan a fun day and actually have a good time, but also planning some hours to hang around the campsite and just chill and appreciate each other, you know, without staring at their phones or whatever is pretty awesome. Um, Getting connected and just relaxing, you know, people, when you're sitting staring at a fire and just enjoying it, it really is relaxing. And it does kind of settle your mind a little bit and kind of get you away from the craziness going on out in the world. So just, you know, really use the time to relax and enjoy it and, you know, maybe sharpen some of your skills. You know, like Kevin said, you can plan some activities. Hey, let's have a contest, see who can start a fire without matches the fastest or, you know, whatever different things who's got the best way you know maybe today we're going to learn how to do water filtration and find a neat way to filter you know this creek water you know to do it out of stuff we find in nature um Mm -hmm. you know different things you know you want to do it safely but these are the times to explore it and try different things out teach your kids lessons and maybe teach your you know your wife your family your husband whatever you know this is the time to practice those skills you read about and get out and actually do it. Right, right. I really think camping is a great activity to work on on any any number of skills. You know, whether it's working on a, your cardio by going on a hike, whether it's working on your fishing skills by by trying to catch dinner, whether it's uh, you know, whatever it is, swimming in cold water. Uh one of the spots I really like, man, mm. has has a nice stream right next to it. And all the wood for the fire is on the other side of that stream. But I tell you, that stream, I've never 
I, I bring a, a thermometer with me just because of this, but I've never seen it above 45 degrees and wow. 45 degree water. That'll suck the wind right out of you if you jump into it. <laughs> well, that's, you know, that, that's the adventure part. You know, it's mm -hmm. just sometimes good to get out and relax because, you know, doing the day to day and going to work and having a good job and making money and doing stuff. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you get to a point where you don't even hate your job. But mm -hmm. there is more than just doing it, you know? Right. Um, you know, it, it doesn't mean that your job is a horrible, miserable thing. But sometimes getting out and reconnecting with your family and the people you care about instead of kind of, you know, people get into a routine and it's almost like going through the motions and they come in exhausted from work or whatever. And even worse, if you hate your job or whatever, sometimes get out and spend time together and do something fun. Now, it's also not wrong to go do something fun, like go to a week shooting camp somewhere, or, you know, whatever. But it's also cool to, uh, you know, reconnect with the ones that you chose to spend your life with, you know. Right. And, you know, when you're sitting in front of a fire with your family, the primitive part of your brain says, oh, I recognize this. You know, <laughs> your you instincts, know, instincts know that and they love it. You know, you love that deep down inside. You really understand what your, you know, what your brain is telling you. It's a, you know, it's a, a satisfaction that you get out of that. It's a, a real peace and enjoyment you can get out of that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, just being away from, like you said, from CNN and Fox News and all that sort of shit for a week, it's good for your brain. You know, even if you're not going camping, turning off your TV for, for a week would be a, uh, a uh, big mental health, uh, a big positive for your mental health. There you go. You know, getting behind on, uh, you know, the latest season of whatever it is people are watching. I don't know. I find a lot. I watch a lot of like the car restoration shows or whatever. But guess what? If I don't see them rebuild that Camaro or the Nova, it'll be okay. Uh, you know, it'll be all right. <laughs> it'll be all right. I'm not really missing out on the world, you know? Mm -hmm. um, we won't tell anybody, but I try and catch up on those at work. So that way I have time to be outside when I'm at home and not getting paid, you know? But That's right. We won't now, talk um, about that in public. <laughs> now, uh, we've got a couple of patches uh, coming oh. up soon. We've got oh. a new new batch coming soon. And I've got a couple of people already on the list that are getting a new patch. When they come in here, I'll start I'll start mailing some out. Um, but uh, you're gonna you might have to wait another week or so for these. Right. Um, I know uh, there's Joe who uh, just signed up at Patreon. Patreon.com slant prepping badass. Joe uh, mm -hmm. decided to support us, and we really appreciate it. Now, let me let me tell you guys, you don't need to support us on Patreon. If you don't want to, it's something to do. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you leaving a review wherever you're downloading the podcast. All that stuff helps us. Even if you're like, oh, these guys don't know what they're talking about and they're a bunch of hacks, you know, whatever. You made effort. And, you know, it's mm -hmm. nice when people get off their ass and do something. Um, it's not all about money. You know, money's cool and, and it does actually cost us some money to – you know, do these things. We don't exactly make money when we do the patches or things mm -hmm. like that. Um, but 
it's you know because we haven't really mastered the way to set it up and maybe if you guys know a way to set up a good you know uh store or whatever you should get in touch with us by shooting us an email at prepping at gmail.com and you know maybe you can point us in the right direction anything i've ever seen is like hey you know for 20 bucks a month you can keep this site going where it'll sell t-shirts with your shit on it but if anybody wants a quality t-shirt it's going to cost them 30 bucks and uh mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to send them junk. You know, yeah, I can get five ninety nine t t-shirts made, and I'm going to send you junk that you're not going to wear. And that just right. is stupid to me. I'm not about yeah. fleecing people for their money. And the thing is, a $30 t-shirt is me making three bucks. So I'm like, right. yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know, if you guys- $30 on t-shirt too, right? right? And then how many do I got to sell to have $20 a month to keep that thing going? So if you guys know a better way- Show it to me and I'll uh, I'll look into it because, you know, we'd love to provide great gear for you. I just, you know, right. I haven't found the way to do it. And the thing is, I just don't know that our audience or whatever is is enough people to do it. You know, we actually had some uh, prepping badass knives. We have some amazing Bowie knives and, uh, and some uh, Skinner knives, smaller ones with nice sheaths that uh, spanny blades. Uh, Seth over there uh, put together for us. Um, yeah. We have the, but well, at the moment, believe it or not, my state the post offices don't open for shipping, which is kind of weird. Like you can go in and get your packages, but there's no person there ever, and they just come. Everything's been locked up since this COVID nineteen stuff, so we're having a hard time getting stuff out, and that's why uh, we're switching around how we're doing the patches and things like that. But those are going to come back, and actually, um, Murray Mayhem there, Mayhem Country Living, um, we're working together, and we're going to do a knife giveaway. And with that knife giveaway, believe it or not, we're waiting on the post office to uh, be able to do it because we're kind of at a standstill until I can ship it out. Um, I guess I could probably find a way through UPS or something like that. Those stores are probably open. I don't know. I got to make effort. And that just sounds hard to me. But, you know, we could get into that. Anyway, we're working on it. If you guys know a neat way to do patches or something like that and send them out, we can get them made. We can get them made cheap. We just needed to find a way to, you know, sell them or have a platform or do something like that. I think there's a possibility of a Facebook store. I guess I could look into that. Um, But anyway, we'd love any ideas on basically what you guys would like and any ways uh, that you know to really be practical and and go ahead and do it so you know and also inspirational ideas or designs you know if you guys want to come up with some neat things you'd like to see on a patch just let us know um kevin i know is hard at work on uh some kind of don't give him a fucking inch uh patch because yep yep we're working on a couple of different things with that um also, I wanted to met you know, we're going to try and keep this uh, ad free as much as as much as we possibly can. But part. nobody likes to listen to that shit. And yeah. uh, uh, but also on another uh, on another topic, um, I was on the uh, um, Armed Lutheran Radio podcast uh, this week. Lloyd so, yeah, if you get a chance to go over to the Armed Lutheran, uh, check out the Armed Lutheran podcast. Uh, he's got a, a lot of great great podcast with a lot of great information on it especially if you're in the shooting 
And a bonus Kevin episode? Are you guys kidding me? And a Kevin Why episode, you want right. That? Um, mm-hmm. So do you know a number or the name of it? You'll see Prepping Badass or something on there? Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, Armed Lutheran Radio is the podcast. And the most recent podcast is the one with me me on it, the newest yeah. one. And there'll um, be, there should be some kind of reference to whatever. I will uh, try and share that to the Facebook group and the Facebook page and mm-hmm. all the other places you guys find cool things. Um, but otherwise I think, uh, that's what we got. So maybe hit the truck, take a week off work, go out camping, shut off the CNN. The world will probably still be here when you get back or maybe it won't, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, it's going to play out how it plays out. So I say, just go for it. I mean, you've already got your toilet paper supply ready so you can take a week off, Mm -hmm. you know? So with that, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. search for the one they call king but who will take his throne tune in to waypoint tv's battle for silver saturday may 18th from 12 to 6 p.m eastern presented by abyss battery waypoint tv a life that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. Six, eight, Western. A mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.